would turn with me in your Bibles, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 3. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, this is Jesus, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not, what? Troubled. You'll hear of wars and rumors of war. See that you are not troubled. For all these things, what? Must come to pass. See, there's some things we can't believe God for if he said it must happen. If we're trying to believe God that there's not going to be wars and rumors of war, guess what? We can't go against what God says. Amen. You can't believe outside of what God's Word declares. Whenever He said, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. He said, for nation, and that word nation, as you may well know, in the Greek is the Greek word ethnos which we get the, the name ethnic groups. He says, but the end is not yet for ethnos, for nations, for nation ethnos, a race, a multitude of the same nature will rise against nation, against another ethnic group. I don't, whether it is, we've seen over the last few weeks, whether, whether it is people, a group, or a person, or a mindset, or whatever it is, trying to kill people who are homosexual, or whether it's a group of people trying to kill people who are black, or, try, or trying to kill people who are white. This is the spirit of division. Amen? And it is not of God. God, see, He said, he said this is what's going on. He said, but listen, it's not to be in, everybody say it's not to be in us. He said, listen, this is, he said, just so that you don't get troubled and that you don't get soon shaken, all this stuff's happening. And so you know what? All we're seeing is Jesus is getting closer. Amen? Glory to God. And see, what we have to do is we have to not get tripped up by the enemy. Amen? By looking at one. Because, see, the Bible says now in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither male nor female. We've all, I mean, you know, they, this is the spirit of Antichrist. And, see, the Bible says the devil has come but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that you may have life more abundantly. Amen? And so, and the Bible says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And so the enemy's tactic is to divide because I, how many knows that God created everybody? <laughs> how many knows we did, not cho we did not choose the pigment of our skin color? Amen? Glory to God. So therefore, whenever people are divided over whether it's socioeconomic conditions, whatever it is, whether it's Christian, Muslim, whatever it is, people are divided. Everybody say hatred 
is a work of the flesh, and it opens the door to the devil. See, division, hatred, violence, terror, all those things are divisive decoys trying to get people off what's really going on. Amen? He says, for nation, ethnos, a race, a multitude of people of the same nature will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Everybody say the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light. See, kingdoms will rise against kingdoms, nations against nations, and there will be famines and pestilences and floods and earthquakes in various places. All, that didn't say floods, I added that. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to, the tri- to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You know what? Churches that try to be seeker-friendly to make everybody feel good are setting people up for a massive destruction. Amen? Jesus, the, the man, the one who started the church, the one who we are born by his blood. Amen? He did not say, everybody's going to make you feel cozy and wonderful and good about yourself. He said that, he said that right here, he said, listen, this is what's going to happen in the church. <laughs> then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. Entrapped, tripped up, and made to stumble, will betray one another and will hate. That means detest or persecute one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness, that means those against the law, have me seeing all that as well, those against the law will abound or multiply. The love of many will grow will grow cold. But he who what? endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom, everybody say this gospel. See, he said, he said if somebody comes preaching another gospel, don't give place to them. He said, and this gospel. He said that right on the heels of what he just said. And this gospel. In other words, there's going to be some tribulation. There's going to be some tough times. There's going to be some stuff you can't pray your way out of. But you can walk through the fire and guess what? not be burned. You can walk through the flood and not be overcome. Amen? You can get in the lion's den and take a nap. Amen? But you're not going to do that without being in that secret place of the Most High God. Amen? Those on the outskirts and those that are seeing what they can get away with and how far and, and how close they can get to the world and still have God, they're going to be in trouble. Amen? They're going to be in trouble because the devil's going to see to it that they get made an example. Mm, let's keep moving. He said, and then the end shall come. He said, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, to all people groups. And then the end will come. Amen? We're going to be talking this morning about the topic of long-suffering. 
Because that's the fourth fruit that we're looking at. And see, and, and if... Everybody... <laughs> I know y'all ain't looking forward to this one. I know there's a lot of folks that say, well, I'll just check out today. I don't care for that, that subject. Long-suffering. <laughs> Neither one of them words sound good. Long-suffering. Thank God that God is long-suffering with us. Amen. And thank God that He's given us His nature. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're going to begin reading in verse 1. Because we need to know the times that we are living in. Amen? We need to know what's going on. We need to know what time it is. Amen? Look around somebody say, you need to know what time it is. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1 says, Now brethren, he's talking to the church here. Amen? Now brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. Everybody say the rapture. See, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to part that eastern sky. And we, who, and the Bible says, And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him to meet him in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words amen but he said he said in 2nd Thessalonians 2 verse 1 now brethren concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the and our gathering together to him the, the rapture of the church we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit. Everybody said there's going to be some shaking going on before the rapture. He says, see to it that you not be soon shaken. If we're not going to be soon shaken, we're going to have to have long suffering. Everybody said we're going to have to have some endurance. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, you know, the Bible, uh, Paul wrote to young Timothy. He said, endure hardness as a good soldier. See, anybody, anybody can go to church whenever, whenever your clothes are pressed out just right, this is done and that's done, somebody laid a breakfast out there on your table, and all of a sudden, glory to God, I feel like going and praising the Lord. What about if you had to fight through every devil in hell to get through depression and up off the bed? Every attack trying to come between you and your spouse? Hello? And you say, uh-uh, I ain't giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm pressing on. Amen. And I'm possessing every great and precious promise. Because the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of the, of the saints together. And even more so as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Amen. Everybody say we got to press past every distraction that's trying to, that's trying to divert us out of God's plan. He said, now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as, as if from us, as though the day of Christ has come. Let no one deceive you. That keeps coming up. Jesus said it in Matthew 24. They're saying it in 2 Thessalonians. There's a lot of deception that's going to try to get people off of God's path. Amen? 
He says, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away. That falling away in the Greek is apostasy. That means a falling away from truth or religious beliefs and following after lawlessness. Everybody say there's going to be a great falling away from the truth of God's Word. And they're going to follow after whatever they think is good. Amen? Well, I'm a Christian this. I'm a Christian, in other words, justifying lifestyles. Amen? And, and, And that right there, he said it's lawlessness, apostasy, a falling away from truth or religion, belief, and following after lawlessness comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. I have what you need. Come here, I, I can take care of you. Yeah, everything's falling apart. Everything's falling to pieces. Come here, I'll take care of you. We need bigger government. We need whatever, anyways. So that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, and he's not. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining. Everybody say the church is what is restraining the Antichrist from manifesting. Ah, glory to God, the body of Christ. He says, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of, the law, of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, everybody say the church, the body of Christ. He says, only he who now restrains will do so until he, the church, is taken out of the way raptured. Mm. Are we learning something here this morning? Guess what's holding all this back? You are. Amen. There will be junk happening here and there and things happening. But you know what? He said, listen. He said, uh, he said the whole thing's not going to collapse, so don't be troubled. Amen. Don't be troubled and don't, and, and don't allow that to get in you. Because listen, you're going to go out. Everybody say we're going out in a shout. Not a pout. I mean, you can't lose with what we use. Glory to God. If you've ever looked for the time to get closer to God than you've ever been, it's now. If you've ever looked for the time to shine stronger for Christ than you ever have, it's now. Amen? Because people need to see some light. All they're seeing is darkness. All they're seeing is chaos. All they're seeing is hopelessness. And I mean, everybody's just, everybody's just packing up more guns. trying to. You can't protect yourself against all what's getting ready to happen. Amen. Glory to God. And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power 
signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because this is why they, this, listen, all this do not be deceived, do not be deceived, do not be deceived. Well, it's about to tell us how people get deceived. So you want to listen up right here, okay? He said that, uh, he said that the, the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Everybody say externals. See, if you're moved by what you see, you're not walking by faith. Mm. Amen? We've got we've to walk by what God says, not by what we see. He says, yeah, there'll be power. There'll be signs, and there'll be lying wonders with all unrighteous deceptions among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth. I'm going to let that settle in. Everybody say, I must receive the love of the truth. Now see, the Bible tells us in John 17, 17, Jesus described and he defined what truth is. He said, thy word is truth. Everybody say we must love the Word of God to not be deceived. So let's define another term. What does it mean to love the Word of God? If we love God's Word, we do God's Word. Everybody say, in order for me to love God's Word, I must do God's Word. See, the Bible says if we keep his commandments then we love his commandments let's turn to john chapter 14 verse 21 john 4 i didn't put that in my notes there so don't worry about it andrew john 14 21 because see we need to love god's word what does it mean to love god's word so that we don't get deceived john 14 verse 21 He said, he that hath my commandments, my word, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Everybody say, to have God's word and to do God's word is loving God's word. See, because Jesus in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh, you remember, in John chapter 1 and dwelt among us, and we beheld him. Everybody say, Jesus and the Word are one. Now, see, Jesus said, listen, he said, he that heareth, the, in verse 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them or doeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Everybody say to not get deceived we must love. Hear God's word keep God's word do God's word because see if we don't hear God's word keep God's word and do God's word we don't love God's word and if we don't love God's word he says because let's look back here because they did not receive the love 
of the truth. We will not, it, then, and for this reason, God, well, let me see here, because they will not re- receive the love of, that they might be saved. I want to, re- let's, let's put that up here. Um, first, it, it's the scripture I was just on. Second Thessalonians 2. It says that they might be saved. Everybody say we have to love God's Word to be saved. I'm going to let that sink in there too. Everybody say we're going to have to hear God's Word and do God's Word to be saved. Is that what it says? It says that they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved, saved from deception, saved from whatever. And, uh, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, mm. that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Everybody say this is a serious message this morning that everybody needs to hear before they get deceived. Amen? This is because, listen, we have to study to show ourselves approved unto God, to be a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because we've got to, we, there's, there's going to be deception. It's part of the signs of the times. Just like there's massive destruction going on all around us, lives are being destroyed, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, hello, all in deception, all these things are taking place right now, correct? And what we have to do, the one thing that we can do, because we can't stop those things from happening, we can stop them from happening in us, amen? We can stop us from being the problem. Amen. We can and we can and we cannot be deceived because we love the truth. Everybody say we love the truth. Can you handle just another scripture or so? This is the appetizer. It's not my message yet, but Romans chapter thirteen, verse eleven. Romans chapter thirteen and verse eleven. Romans thirteen eleven, it says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day and not rioting and drunkenness, not chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Everybody say, this is what time it is. We're seeing all this happen all around us, and he said it's time for us to awaken out of sleep. The Bible tells us about some people named the sons of Issachar in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. It says, of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times 
to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were, were at their command. Listen, I have a real urgency in my spirit that we as Christians and we as a church in Conroe in this Montgomery County region, God has planted us here for such a time as this. We must cultivate the fruit of God's spirit in our lives in order, in order to immune us from all the deception that's going on in the world. Amen? The Spirit, listen, that uh, the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit is the lust of the flesh. Everybody say the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit is the lust of the flesh. You know, this is what's running rampant throughout our society. According to the Word of God, the only antidote for the lust of the flesh is not dominating our life. The, the, the only antidote for the lust of the flesh not dominating our life, our family, our nation, and our generation is to be filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say the fruit of the Spirit. is what's going to immune me from being deceived and taken captive and being soon shaken and troubled by what's going on all around me. The fruit of the Spirit, we're cultivating that. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians 5, 16. I am so proud of you for being here this morning. I'm so thankful for you being so strong. And I'm so thankful that you guys are a mature body of believers that are growing up. Amen? Did you know that's God's will for you to grow up? Amen? Praise the Lord. Listen, we need to, listen, thank God for babies. But if a baby remains a baby all its life, something's wrong. If that baby is 12 years old, you still changing diapers. We got issues. Amen? We need to grow up. If you've been in Christ any time at all, it's time for us to grow. Amen? And see, and it's time for us to grow and reach out. And it's time for us to speak the truth in love. Amen? Because listen... If somebody's not in church and they call themselves a Christian, you a Christian? Yeah. Where do you go to church? Oh, I don't go to church. Woo-hoo. Did you read that book I read? Jesus wants his folks to go to church? Yeah, but they're just a bunch of hypocrites over there. You're going to you have to work that out with Jesus. He said, if you don't do what I say do, you ain't loving my truth. And if you ain't loving my truth, you're opening yourself up for deception, buddy. Amen. You're not a t- do you do you tithe? No, no. You know I can't I can't afford to tithe. Woohoo! You Christian, you sleeping around? Huh? The Bible the Bible says the the Bible says that adulterers and whoremongers they go to hell. Hello. Listen, folks. We need to stop thinking about are we going to offend somebody and tell them the truth. Amen? If you're in sin, repent. Amen? That's all you got to do. I mean, stop, drop, and roll. Stop what you're doing. Drop to your knees. Roll your life over onto the mercy of the Master. Amen? Let him, let him forgive you. Let him heal you. Let him cleanse you. 
Let him raise you up. Because, see, he said, I can work with that. He said, come unto me, all you who are messed up and misfits, and I'll give you peace. That's the Alan Anglin translation. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. <laughs> messed up and misfits, sound like to me. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians 5, 16. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The only way that you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh is to walk in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? That means to walk in these nine fruit of the Spirit. We're going to see in just a second. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. So, excuse me, so that you do not do the things that you wish. That, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Therefore, law, you can say, therefore, lawlessness will not have an effect on you. Everybody say, whenever I, whenever I walk in the Spirit, lawlessness will not have an effect on me. Mm. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Which are, these are works of the flesh. You can't cast these devils out of folks. Cast that adulterous spirit out of me. That's your flesh. Which are adultery, fornication, and that word fornication, we are plagued in a generation that is so rampaged by pornography, it's crazy. Can I say that in church? Listen, he says, he says the works of the flesh which are adultery, adultery, let me define terms. That's, that, that's acting like you married when you ain't. Or no, acting like you married with somebody else that you ain't. You married, but you haven't, but you haven't marriage relationship with somebody you ain't married to. Everybody say, ah. Adultery, fornication. Fornication, that word in the Greek is the Greek word pornea which we get the word pornography from. Porne that fornication is any kind of sexual relations outside of the covenant of marriage. Amen? Jesus said if you look upon a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery with her in your heart already. Everybody say it's time to come out from among them and be separate. See, that's what God says. Amen? So if anything right here steps on your toe, we'll have a healing line in just a little while. Amen? Just whenever, as long as you can still feel it. Glory to God. Just, just get, let God heal it. Amen? He said adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery. That word sorcery is the Greek word pharmakia. Drugs. Everybody say drug addiction is a work of the flesh, whether it's pharmaceutical or street. <laughs> it's a work of the flesh, okay? It's, he, said, he said sorcery. The next one, what is it? Hatred. See, these are works of the flesh. Hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, that means division, heresies, envy, 
murderers, drunkenness, revelries, and the such like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hmm. Everybody say folks need to know the truth. Because the Bible says if we be a hearer of the word and not a doer, we deceive our own selves. We need to awake. Amen? We need to go ahead and come to our senses and drop to our knees and say, God, forgive me of my sin. God, cleanse me from my unrighteousness. God, sanctify me holy. God, help me to not think I'm something whenever I'm nothing. One of the churches that Jesus came and talked to, he's, I think is the church at Nicolaitans or whatever it was, he said, you say you're all this, you say you're rich, you say you're in need of nothing. He said, but I say you're blind, you're wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, and you're wretched. Why? Because they think that they're something whenever they're not. Folks, we don't need to go around with a complex of like, we're just nothing, we're dirty. No, no listen, if we're in sin... We need to judge ourselves lest we be judged. Amen? And whenever we judge ourselves, the way we judge ourselves is we say, God, I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse me from all. God, you're right. I'm wrong. And God, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And now, Father, I ask you right now to help me to renew my mind. Father, that I can turn from iniquity that lawlessness which is iniquity, and that I may turn to you and be delivered. Amen? And let me, let me tell you a good way to get delivered too. Get the word out. Amen? Get, it, get, the, word, get, get the word out and get the word out. Let me say that again. Get the word out and then get it out of your mouth. And then, and then, and then find somebody you can pray with and say, listen, the devil's been beating me up, stealing my lunch, beating me up. How many of those bullies will beat you up and steal your lunch money every day they can? That's what the enemy does. He tries to beat you up and steal what God's come to give you. And you need to get a prayer partner and say, listen, whether it's me, whoever it is, and say, listen, the devil's been eating my lunch, and you know what? I'm going to expose that lie because darkness flees at the speed of light. See, whenever we expose it to the light, the entrance of God's Word gives light. We expose it to... See, this is the only way we're going to overcome temptation. If Jesus had to have the Word to overcome temptation, who do you and I think we are to overcome temptation without the Word? Amen? Whenever Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, he, and the devil came and tempted him, and he said, It is written. It is written. It is is written. Jesus, the only way to overcome temptation was declaring what God says about that situation. Amen? He says, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So thankful for this next statement here. But <laughs> the fruit, everybody say there is an exit door. <laughs> but the fruit of the Spirit is Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control. Against such there is no law. Glory to God. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen? Everybody say, because I'm a Christian, I'm going to walk like a Christian. See, walking like a Christian doesn't make you one. Because you are one through the blood of Jesus Christ, now you can walk, live, move, have your being as one. As believers in Jesus Christ, it is expedient that we walk in the Spirit, in the fruit of the Spirit, because no matter how much we say we love God, if we don't do what He says, we are deceiving ourselves and opening ourselves up to being deceived and will not inherit the kingdom of God. Am I going too fast here? Unless we cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we will find ourselves walking in the flesh. Oh, this is the good news, though. The more intimate we become with the Lord, the more fruit or offspring of His Spirit will be produced in our lives. How do we get intimate with the Lord? By worship. How do we get intimate with the Lord? By prayer, by reading His Word. Amen. By doing what He says. Amen. If you want to really get on somebody's good side, you find out what they like and do it. Amen. I tell you what, the other day my wife got happy because I helped her clean the back porch. Praise the Lord. Listen, if you find out what the Lord likes to do and you do it, you'll become more intimate with Him. And whenever you become more intimate with Him, you start bearing more of His fruit in you. Amen? Because God wants us to be trees of righteousness. Isaiah talks about that that they may be called trees of righteousness. Other people, things and situations that are trying to stress me out is not what causes me to get stressed out and give me problems. Everybody say other people, situations, and stressful things are not my problem. My problem is the absence of the fruit of God's Spirit operating in my life. That's what's stressing you out. Amen? The thing that's stressing you out is, is we don't have the antidote working on the inside of us. Amen? Because, see, if we'll get the fruit of God's Spirit working on the inside of us, what will begin to happen is it will cause all those outward pressures to not get in. Amen? Are y'all getting this this morning? I believe you are. That, uh, let me, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. He says, but know this. In the last days, perilous, that means hard to deal with, troublesome, stressful times will come. Everybody say in the last days, perilous times will come. See, we're living in a generation that's been deceived by the devil trying to make people think that the color of someone's skin is the problem the problem is not the color of our skin. The problem is the lack of His presence within. Amen? Everybody say our problem that we have with other people is not them. It's the absence of Christ dwelling in me. Amen? 
How many knows that? I mean, the closer you get to God, the more lovely people become. The further you get away from God, the more faults you see in other folks. And try to justify yourself and make yourself feel better by putting them down or by pointing their problems out. This is our finest hour, folks. It's time for us to shine. The world is hurting and we're running out of time. Will you join me in this race to lay aside the sin and disgrace, looking unto Jesus and be changed by His grace? How many is ready to get in this race? All the way, amen. People are hurting. They're running scared. They're looking for leaders. We must be prepared. Everybody say it's time for us to be prepared because people need to find Christ. Hmm. People are hurting. They are running scared. They're looking for leaders. We must be prepared. Let's go all in. It's the only way to win. Don't give up or quit or cave in. Amen? It's time for us to press on till every battle is won. As we look to God in our uncertainty, He will lead us into His victory. Mm. Everybody says we look to God in our uncertainty. He will lead us into His victory.